You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Mmm. How was the food, Tamara? Amazing. I can't even remember the last time I ate this well. I'm glad. You deserve so much more than this station has to offer. Now, let's talk about your friend Kazuda again. I've told you everything. I had a feeling he was up to something, but I had no idea he was a resistance spy. And your employer, Jarek Yeager? <laughs> There's no way Yeager's a spy. He came all the way out here to get away from the military. I beg to differ. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, rebels and Imperials, technological terrors and fantastic creatures legends so great you won't believe them but it's true all of it so what are you waiting for strap in and get ready to make the jump with rebel cells the star wars animation podcast Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for part one of the Star Wars Resistance season finale, No Escape, part one. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's going on, my Star Wars fans, Resistance fans, animation fans, welcome. Um, yeah. Hey, part one, and this is crazy episode, uh, some reveals, some big stuff happening and uh, it obviously ends on a cliffhanger. It's just so weird, Mike, that uh, normally these two-part finales air together. We're so used to that. And this one just it made you feel like you were missing something, you know? It's like, wow, you're just missing that second half, obviously. So uh, a different way to do it for Star Wars Resistance. Uh, I wish they didn't have to do it that way. I wish we could have had this whole two-part together. But, uh, hey, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean... It- I, it's it's definitely noticeable that it is part one of a two part finale, um, and I think that there's a lot of us sitting around going, "Hey, how come? <laughs> Why? I want part two right now." Um, yeah, it ends. I wouldn't even say on a cliffhanger, but it just ends mid episode. Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, like it's at the end of a scene. Any, yeah, um, it's any. Yeah, like a commercial break or something. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I would imagine that the production team probably thought that this would, would be a one hour finale. Um, and, and Disney channel had other plans. So, um, I look, if I had to guess, if I had to guess somebody scheduled the DuckTales premiere, cause DuckTales came back for the second half of season two this week. 
um, mm-hmm. on Saturday. Somebody scheduled that, and then somebody else went, hey, but isn't that the day that we would do the Star Wars Resistance one hour, or not the day, but the weekend, that we would mm-hmm. do that finale? And they went, oh, yeah, well, we can't promote both of those things like crazy in one week. <laughs> so... I guess we'll just leave it as two parts. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I Like that's, that tends to be the sort of conversations that happen that result in, in things like this coming to pass. Right. So, um, yeah, I, they may also have just decided that they wanted people to sit with the, um, the impact of, of the yeah. last really 10 yeah. seconds of the episode sure. for a sure. week. Cause, cause it really is. It's a very intense end of the episode. Um, I saw, I saw a person on the Star Wars Underworld Facebook group complaining uh, that nobody, most people aren't going to remember that Hosnian Prime is the system from the Force Awakens and and yada yada yada. And it's like, so I, I don't know, like. they should have made it more clear or something like that. And it's like, well, they say Hosnian prime. Yeah. They say it in the episode. Like it's very clear that this is the scene from the force awakens. I don't really know what the nature of, of this guy's complaint was. Um, If you're a listener that like I, I commented and, and said what I'm about to say, but, but I'm just sort of elaborating. I'm not, I'm not really sure what the gripe is because to me, I think that if you're a Star Wars fan, you've seen The Force Awakens and you're watching Star Wars Resistance, this all tracks 100%. Whether you know the name of the system or not, it doesn't really matter. But over the last three weeks, we have made great pains to state repeatedly on the show, not us, like on Star Wars Resistance, that uh, that Kaz is from Hosnian Prime. His parents are from Hosnian Prime. Yeah, the New great. Republic capital is Hosnian Prime. Hosnian yeah. Prime, Hosnian Prime, Hosnian Prime. At the beginning of this episode, Kaz is like, hey, we're going to go to Hosnian Prime. And they're like, why? And he's like, well, because it's the capital. That's where the New, New Republic is. And uh, my, my father is a senator. And if we get there, he'll help us, right? right? So it's right at the beginning of the episode. If you didn't catch it the last two weeks, um. So it's three episodes in a row where they're like, yeah, Kaz is from Hosnian Prime. Which those of us who already know how The Force Awakens goes, which should be most of us, we're like, yeah, he's going to see his home world destroyed. This is very much his Leia Alderaan moment. I mean, like, he watches everything he's known obliterated in front of him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite as intense because it's not like it was. it's – indirectly his fault not that's dangerous uh it is not princess leia's fault that tarkin destroys alderaan that is 100 on all on tarkin um but tarkin certainly puts leia in a position to believe that it's her fault um as a as a as a manipulation tactic so that like kaz isn't in that situation but it's it is very similar um and i'm really hoping that we do get a moment in season two with Leia and Kaz to, to deal with that similarity right. where Kaz is bummed about something and, uh, and Leia talks to him and is like, Hey, not many people can 
relate to what you're going through right now, but trust me when I say that I know exactly how you feel. And yeah. as much as you want to, you know, wallow in self-pity or whatever, whatever situation he's in, it's like you got to like there are people counting on you. Like you are a leader in the resistance and you've got to do your thing. Um, so, yeah, I love that. I, I love it. And I think that they nailed it. And I think like it is so much more important to the to the episode and to Star Wars Resistance that you recognize that that is Kaz's home, which they make very clear. I don't think that there's any question. Um, so I, like, again, I say, I'm not entirely sure what the complaint of this one guy was. Um, but like, it's not really relevant that it's the capital and that it's the seat of the new Republic. The movie, I think does a very good job of hammering that home and they don't as much in this cause we don't see the ships and we don't see the Senate and all that sort of thing. We just see the planet exploding. We see it purely from Kaz's perspective, um, watching the hologram. But like I like I I just I don't know I thought they nailed it I thought like this was this was such an important moment for the series um, I I think I posted on Twitter like this is a this is really is a turning point yeah. for Star Wars Resistance where um, obviously like this is the beginning of the war and there's no turning back from this there's only going forward and that combined with the other massive uh class two revelation (laughs) in this episode uh that hey i did not see that coming no Um, i don't think they did yeah yeah i i mean like we've talked a lot about the idea of castellan and the colossus being a base of operations for the resistance well (laughs) now uh uh-huh a hundred percent like Oh, sure. Yeah, it is going to be a base of operations, if not the base of operations. I mean, Justin Ridge last week, um, I, I I actually retweeted it on the Rebel Cells Twitter. Um, he did an interview um, and and there was a real implication that that we will see resistance elements in episode nine um and to me at first when i read the article because i read it last week after after we recorded our episode it was like i think it was last thursday that the article came out um as they were promoting the part one of the finale i read it and i was like oh okay so we were probably going to see the fireball right which is what i think we talked about that last week like oh yeah cool like that's what we want we want to see the fireball and the aces amongst X wings and A wings and whatever other uh, uh, ships are uh, comprising the the resistance fleet at this point. Um, so cool, like that's exciting. Um, and then and then we watch the episode and we find out what we find out. We'll talk about it when we get into there. But uh, we re- that that is revealed, and I'm like. Could we see the Colossus? <laughs> like, could the That's Colossus right. be yeah. a Great. major point in like like if you're not watching Star Wars Resistance, you 
have messed up. (laughs) I really hope that that's the case. I really hope that Disney and Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm in particular, have the, the guts, the fortitude to stick to something like that and really like go into the movie where it's like there's enough of an explanation in the movie that like, oh, you know, we've hooked up with all these other resistance cells and they have they have other resources, one of which is this space station. Um, but that it's like, like sort of a thing of a hint, hint going, if you want to know more, please watch star Wars resistance season two. Right. I, like, I, I don't know. I think, I, I think that that would be really cool if they, if they were doing that, cause it would really be taking what they did with star Wars rebels and kind of cranking that up to 11. Um, yeah. Definitely could see that happening. Uh, you talk about resistance in nine. I mean, think especially after this episode and what happens, we'll talk about that. And it's it's crazy because they've been setting up the Colossus as this station fuel uh, depot and the outer rim that's kind of really strategic for if either side were to get it uh, and help. And so they're really like almost setting us up with that, you know. And like and then with this episode with the reveal, it just totally turns everything kind of upside down like you said i definitely think a lot of people have been talking about wow this could potentially end up uh and in episode nine and and wow how that you know i mean of course we've seen other we've seen you know the ghost in in rogue one and stuff like that but sure i mean this that's that's totally on the table now so that's really exciting to see that especially with uh, the end of the series, and I guess this series will probably most likely be back. What in, I'm assuming September, October. So we'll get at least the first half before Episode Nine comes out. How they'll how they'll weave those two together will be kind of interesting to see how they do that because obviously they can't give away too much before Episode Nine comes out. So maybe the second half of Season Two will really yeah. jump into some really fun stuff. Although, yeah. although, like, will we? Will we get the first half of Season Two? later in 2019 or will mm-hmm. we get clone wars and the mandalorian in the second half of 2019 and resistance won't be back until 2020 mm-hmm. right it's entirely possible right like there's so much content coming can you imagine i'm oh my god think about where we started just a little bit over 10 years ago yeah when there was nothing there <laughs> were some comics and some video games um and 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 novels and then the clone wars comes on and for a long time that's it for for really five years that's it right Mm -hmm. we we get okay here's clone wars everybody because like oh my god thank god star wars is still alive with this great show and and now we're going into a second half of a year where we will potentially have the first ever live action tv series for Star Wars. Um I the return of of the f- probably most fan favorite uh, uh animated Star Wars series um mm-hmm. with with the final season of Clone Wars and uh Star Wars Resistance coming back for season 2 bigger and better than ever. And then on top of all of that, oh yeah, by the way, there's also a movie. <laughs> and uh, and the game and and Jedi Fallen Order. So one reason why I'll say I don't I don't think that Resistance is going to come back that quick is um, yeah we've got Clone Wars, but think about Triple Force Friday. Triple Force Friday is 
Episode Nine, Mandalorian, and Jedi Fallen Order, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what how they've promoted it. They haven't said anything about Clone Wars, and they haven't said anything about Resistance. Um, I mean, I we are getting Clone Wars at the latter half of this year, but whenever that that Disney platform launches, but Disney Plus, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just disproved myself. Maybe I'm my own argument against my argument, but. Um, but yeah, I yeah I, I don't know I I I think it's very real that that we could be waiting until after episode nine, in which case they can really let loose with the story and they don't have to hold back, right? So sure. I I don't know I mean, it could go either way. Yeah, yeah, I, no, that makes makes a little sense now that you say that, especially with all the stuff coming. I never thought about that. Yeah. So would packed. you have to, would you have a would you have two animated series and a television series going roughly around the same time? I I don't know. I guess we'll. I guess we'll see. Um, but uh, seeing as where this potentially is going to end up as far as season one, now we're already deep into the Force Awakens timeline. And Je- uh, The Last Jedi is so quick. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely a question. It, it, we're not sure yet. It's definitely uh, it's obviously up in the air. They haven't, as far as I know, I mean, we know we're getting a season two, but they didn't really say that I remember if there was a – they didn't say premiering in the fall of 2019 or anything like that. Yeah, so, no. so who knows? Oh, well, I guess, um, other than that, uh, the news, Mike, uh, galaxy's edge, we talked about it briefly last week. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff that was coming, but now we actually got a date, which is well, uh, I guess, uh, a lot earlier than most people thought. What do you think? The 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 running theory based on AP um, blockout dates, AP stands for annual pass holders. Sorry, I'm being a, a Disney nerd. Um, yeah. uh, for the blockout dates, which are the dates that you can't use your annual pass, so there are there are multiple tiers of annual passes, right? Like if you get the most basic one, there are tons of blockout dates, and then the next level up. Um, there are less blockout dates and a couple of bonuses. And then like the, the ultimate annual pass has no blockout dates. Um, and based on when the blockout dates got like, cause basically you're like, oh, okay, if the beginning of the year, not too bad. Right. And then around June and it's really June 24th was the, was the, the sort of the beginning of it. They're just blockout dates like crazy. All the way until the end of the year, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was leading a lot of people to believe, okay, uh, this is when, this is when Galaxy's Edge is going to open, um, and I think that that was the targeted opening date was June twenty fourth, um, uh, indicated by that and indicated by a couple other things. Uh, and, and that I think really kind of matches up because what they're doing is from May thirty first to like basically for the first month, I think it's from May 31st to June 24th. Um, they are, you can only get into galaxy's edge with a reservation and the best way to get a reservation is by reserving a room at, um, one of the Disney resorts. Um, so anybody who reserves a room at the Disney resorts during between May 31st and whatever the end date is of that promotion, they, they'll get, uh, they'll get, essentially reservations passes into um, galaxy's edge. Now you also have to have admission to the park. That's a separate 
issue, a separate concern, but um, but you'll be guaranteed access to Galaxy's Edge if you've got a reservation for that date. Um, and then there will be other uh, there will be other places where people can reserve. And that says to me, okay, we're gonna be ready. We're gonna open it early, but we don't have the AP blockout dates. Therefore, we have to do crowd control because mm-hmm. the AP blockout dates really are that that is crowd control. If if the annual pass holders can just come, they will. Um, and and yeah, it's been the annual pass holder thing like that culture has really kind of exploded for Disneyland um, in the last probably five years. Um, it's it's gotten it's it just gets crazier and crazier. And mm-hmm. so um the only days that are really great to go to the park are days when it rains because the local annual pass holders don't come out <laughs> and the park will be empty. And to me, it's like, like the majority of people in Disneyland on a given day, I, I am sure. And, and I guarantee that Disneyland has metrics on this. Um, I'm sure that, that the majority of people, 51%, let's say are annual pass holders. Um, mm-hmm. Because when when the annual pass holders don't want to come out, the park is empty. Uh, yeah. I, so I think like that is like that that's their plan. That's Disneyland's plan to keep the park somewhat under control. Because it has been nuts since mid October um, at Disneyland. It just kind of last couple weeks. I think it's not been too bad, but. Mm-hmm for a while there basically from the middle of October all the way through January it was like the crowds were unbelievable mm. um to the point of like uh, like why would you even go um right sure. and even even when Crystal and I were there back in early September uh, sorry late September um it was nuts there was a couple of days that it was nuts phantasmic was crazy the mickey's not so scary halloween party was crazy um so yeah i mean like that i really feel like disney's got to do a lot of crowd control i i do think that when when um galaxy's edge is going to draw a lot of people into that part of the park and that's going to get nuts for a while but when they open up the other side for California Adventure, when they do, um, when they get all the Marvel stuff open, I, th- I do think that it will alleviate a little bit of that because the people who want to ride Smuggler's Run are the same people who want to ride the Spider-Man ride and Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I like I, I I think that it'll I think that it'll split that a little bit to where people will be going back and forth between those two things, um, but not everybody because some people like you and I will want to spend most of our time in Star Wars Land. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That res- reservation thing is um, obviously it's a it's a must do because yeah, uh, it, yeah it's just going to be like you said even without the stuff there even open yet it's just crazy mm-hmm. uh it used to be there were some days i remember years ago there were some there were some weeks and even months where you can go and and i remember the best time that we have ever had at least my family going was i think it was a week before spring break or, or a week after one of the two i can't remember but i know it was either one and it was probably the best time we ever had because the weather was still great and the lines were 
there was actually it, it was just it was great. I mean, you can walk around, you can get on rides within 20 minutes. Best best experience we've ever had. And I know that is starting to dwindle now. It's like you said, from September to all the way through January, it's just jam packed. I, another time was I think right after, uh, right after I think it was uh, um, uh, not Halloween, but right after Thanksgiving. I heard it was like a good time to go because they set up all the Christmas stuff, but people are, you know, back to school and back to work after the Thanksgiving holiday. So that was kind of a good week to go. But like you said, I don't, I don't know anymore. And, and with this, you've got to do that reservation thing. And actually that'd be good for everybody, right? Cause you know, if you're getting a reservation, you're probably going to get a pretty good experience. I mean, it's probably going to be busy, but at least it's going to be manageable. I think uh, if they, if it's, if they do what they say they're going to do and it, or the way it sounds like it's going to work. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be kind of a good thing. Do you know how long this, this reservation thing is going to go for? Just the first month. So oh, just, I, I really oh. think like it's, it is literally just to cover that part of the year. Cause they can't huh. change the blockout dates. But, like they set up, set the blockout dates and people make purchases, very expensive purchases based on those blockout dates, right. Yeah. For the annual passes. So they can't change that after the fact. So I think the reservation system is their only way of dealing with crowd control mm. outside of the blockout dates. Yeah. Wow. Well, just, you know, I, again, I, I kind of so, somewhat mentioned it last week, but I tell you what, I mean, it just looks fantastic. It looks, especially like the resistance drive. It looks like there's going to be live action characters um, involved in the ride itself. From what I can tell, I and no, there the, there won't be there won't be any cast members inside the rides. So all of those pictures of like first order troopers and stuff like that and officers inside the resistance ride, um, they they won't that those are just promotional pictures. They won't okay. there won't actually be actors inside the rides. Um, so just the cute part. Yeah. The the other thing is that is that um, I don't think Rise Rise of the Resistance is going to be ready for opening. It's just going to be Smuggler's Run. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I'll double check that. Um, but both of them sound fantastic. I mean, just from what you can see in some oh, of yeah. the videos shown. Yeah, it's just like I can't wait for this. It, it, the immersive experience they talk about is on another level. You know, it's just like it was with Indiana Jones. Yeah. And what was yeah. so good about that, especially when they opened Indiana Jones, it was like, you know, you're going to wait in a long line, but there was stuff to do while you're waiting the line. And it sounds like with the resistance and stuff, it's going to be even, it's going to be amped up a little more with, with things yeah. to do while you're in line. And so that'll be kind of neat to, to yeah. see. So yeah, I, I Millennium Falcon Smugglers run is opening May 31st with, with the, yeah. the land with galaxy's edge. Uh, but then rise of the resistance will open later in the year and it doesn't have a, they don't have a date for it yet. So yeah, reservations oh. required for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge visits between May 31st, 2019 and June 23rd, 2019. So that right there tells you like like that June 24th date, that was the original date. Um, yeah. And apparently you'll be able to basically go and build your own Force Effects lightsaber. Um they they're saying like uh, so this is like Savi's workshop, you're going to be able to to go in and 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 build a lightsaber uh uh yeah select from the following themes peace and justice 
uh, utilize salvaged scraps of fallen Jedi temples and crashed starships and Republic-era lightsaber designs that honor the galaxy's former guardians. Power and control, originally forged by warriors from the dark side, objects used in this lightsaber style are rumored remnants from the Sith homeworld and abandoned temples. Elemental nature, craft your lightsaber from special components born from the Force, an energy created by all living things like brylark trees, Cartusian whale bones, and even rancor teeth. Protection and defense, incorporate hilt materials bearing mysterious motifs and inscriptions that reconnect users with the wells, ancient wellspring of the Force. So I know that everybody else is going to be running in and going straight to the Millennium Falcon. And don't get me wrong. That's probably my plan too, but stop number two <laughs> is to pick up some green milk, and then stop number three is is building my own lightsaber like this. This is this just blue milk? is green milk. I'm gonna get green milk. Uh, okay. There's blue milk and green milk. Did we talk about? I think maybe we talked a little bit about this last week. Yeah. Blue yeah. milk is the watermelon berry one. Uh, okay. And it's kind of like a uh, it's kind of like a milkshake, but they use rice milk, which I greatly appreciate. Uh, yeah. and, and many people who have lactose issues are going to appreciate. Um, so it's basically like a, a rice milk smoothie. Um, and the blue milk is berry watermelon. Uh, and then the green milk from The Last Jedi is uh, I citrus. It's lemon lime citrus flavored. So I'm not a huge fan of watermelon. So. Um, I more than likely eventually at some point, like somebody will get the blue milk and I'll get the green milk and, you know, try both, but, Taste test, yeah. but I am so excited to get green milk and just drink it and let it just run down my beard while people <laughs> look on in horror. Um, well, you, well, you your lightsaber too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause that is my, this, this is one of my controversial last Jedi opinions. That's my favorite scene in the movie. Oh my god! 100%. That's my favorite scene in the movie. And like, there's a like Poe attacking the dreadnought is incredible. Like, don't get me wrong. That's that to me is the coolest part of the movie. But but my favorite scene personally for me as an individual human being is (laughs) Luke Skywalker milking a Thalassiren and then looking right dead in the eyes, just like, yeah, you don't know what you're in for. Like it. That is. That's his uh, his Yoda moment of like of like messing with her, uh, like like Yoda being like, "Oh, you're looking for Yoda, right?" Like that's that's Luke Skywalker being like, Are "You sure you want to learn from me? I'm a crazy old man. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm I am not a Jedi Master. I'm not who you think I am." Um, and just letting that stuff just pour down his face. I love it so much. It makes me so I happy. Like the, I do like the reaction that he has when he takes a sip because his, his kind of lips kind of curl up like oh yeah it's like like he's drinking something that's gonna have it, it's just like you know somebody who never drinks alcohol maybe takes yeah. a sip of 150 proof alcohol yeah. just like oh geez <laughs> yeah, yeah some that, hard stuff like, yeah yeah well the other thing too is i guess this will be the, the the last thing is um as far as this is celebration is also gonna have it sounds like a panel yeah uh, so Whatever we don't know now, it looks like they're going to really uh, flesh everything out at a panel. So if you're at celebration, uh, we'll, we're all, I guess we're all going to find out. Um, yeah. Kind of just any more details. So, yeah. Oh, F- yeah. FYI, the last thing about, about Galaxy's Edge that I'll say on the podcast before we move on to the episode uh, is that 
the the reservation thing is a game changer for me and there's a very real possibility that i'm gonna go down it's not set in stone yet like i haven't booked anything i haven't made any concrete plans but i am definitely looking at going sometime during that for literally one day like i'm literally gonna go down and i'm going to do as much of galaxy's edge as i can in 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 one day i will be there when the park opens and i will leave when the park closes um <laughs> yeah and i'm just gonna hang yeah. out in there and it will just be me i uh, the 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 wife and kid will not be joining so that i can cover as much ground as possible um and uh i'll probably drag uh matt campbell along with me sure. for that adventure Tim, Tim's got to be down there. He's right around the corner. Yeah, I don't. It's a, we got to learn. We got to figure out a few more details about the reservation system. Because if I can, uh, if I can reserve three spots on one hotel room, then that's what I'll do. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. So I, I got to look into the details of that. Like how, how many spots can I reserve? But uh, yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm there. There is nothing not to be excited about with galaxy's edge. Cause I'm going to walk in there looking like a, a tourist um, visiting California. And I'm going to walk out looking like a, a, a smuggler Jedi. Um, <laughs> that's my game plan. That's my game yeah. plan. When I, by the time I leave that night, I'm going to have my, my lightsaber, my awesome star Wars jacket. And uh, I'll just be decked in from head to toe. And my like, and literally because i'm saying like my plan is to like go down for essentially a night like i'm gonna book a hotel just to get that reservation mm-hmm. and i uh, and i was talking to, to matt campbell about it today and he was like yeah you know like you know you could you could come hang out with me or whatever and and etc like like or you know get a different hotel for the second night or whatever. i was like no 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 i will probably leave star wars like i will leave disneyland and i'm gonna go to the airport <laughs> and i'll be on like the next flight back to vancouver and i'll be home by like thursday morning <laughs> yeah, uh yeah. that's my that's kind of my game plan and so like i'll just be like like walking on to to the airplane looking like a character from star wars if anybody's <laughs> like what did you do i'll be like oh i just got back from black spire outpost you know yeah just yeah. uh just commuting home and uh, green milk sorry green milk in here there yeah. you go yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I'm, yeah. I am beyond excited for this. Um, and I, yeah, I'm going to get down there as soon as I possibly can. Good times. I guess that's it though for, uh, for news. Are you ready to jump in? Yeah, absolutely. Or- yeah. Let's do it. Right. Calculate the jump chop. How is my boyfriend doing? Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Ahsoka! Kenobi! Hand it over, Ewok. No! So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! Now, it's time for the Rebel Cells. Episode Recap. 
All right, so here we go. No Escape, part number one. Stuart Lee directed this one with Brandon Alman writing. Uh, the First Order continues to tighten its grip on the Colossus, issuing a curfew while continuing the hunt for Kaz. Following Yeager's capture, Dozer re- uh, demands answers from Commander Pyre. In response, Pyre places the Colossus leader and his aces under arrest and blasts Dozer's droid during an ill-fated attempt to escape. So actually quite a bit going on in this one, uh, especially the first few minutes here. Uh, first Order Ike is blaming the resistance. Uh, he, he calls them a resistance insurgents uh, for the problems that have been created uh, at, up to this point. So I thought that was interesting. The citizens are told to stay, uh, to sort of kind of stay in their homes, kind of like a martial law, some type of, you know, yeah. a, a, in a sense, a martial law that the citizens are said, hey, you don't come out of your house, you stay in your house. If you come out of your house, you're going to be uh, in violation of the first order law, and then you'll get locked up. So, then uh, Doza, like it says here, Doza is ordered arrested for insubordination. Uh, so uh, everything's kind of coming to a head here. And also, just a quick in the very beginning, you see the uh, Major Von Regs. Uh, he's kind of patrolling. He's got his red. Uh, red tie out there it's kind of cool to see that again but yeah, yeah mike a lot of stuff going on in this torah also torah's in there she sees what's going on um is it uh not l4 but uh a is it a4 the the droid that uh d4 kind of does, d4 yeah does a kind of a rogue one um k2so kind of goes out in the blaze of glory but yeah. it all it's all for not but yeah a lot of stuff going on here mike what do you think as as far as his first uh opening yeah i mean like like let's not waste any time right uh we basically open on action um and like you said that great little hint at what's to come with uh von reg's tie fighter cruising around outside blink blink and you miss it moment but sure the fact that they did that little bit of extra detail to say like hey just so you know (laughs) um (laughs) don't try and escape i Yeah. yeah um yeah, we get right into it. I mean, like, we, we know the stakes. Um, uh, no one's getting on or off the Colossus right now by virtue of the fact that it is underwater. Um, and uh, uh, right. it's, a, yeah. it's a bit of an issue. Um, mm-hmm. There's only so many supplies on the platform. But I, uh, I don't worry. I am sure that our heroes are going to cook something up in the next little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, and and Doza... Uh, bursting in and uh, trying to take back control of the Colossus, but it's too late. Too late. Pyre yeah. and the First Order have have officially taken over. Um, and when they lock him up, that's it. That's that. Um, so now now uh, Doza and all of the Aces are going to be locked up along with uh, Yeager. But that's okay, because mm-hmm. Tora is going to recruit Kaz, and, uh, and they're going to they're going to bust everybody out and save the Colossus next week. I'm sure. That's, I'm not too worried about it. But... Hopefully that's the plan. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> yeah, I, I, D4 going down, like you said, in a blaze of glory. And uh, D4, not that interesting for most of the season. Um, and then in this moment, it's like, oh, cool. Awesome. It's like that yeah. droid is not just programmed for etiquette and protocol. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Uh-oh. I almost thought he was going to make it out for a second there, but yeah. then no, he does go down, and it's Commander Pyre, uh, the one that kind of is the last man standing. But uh, obviously, he's a commander for a reason. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, deep in the bowels of engineering, Kaz formulates a plan. They will rescue their friends, steal a shuttle, and head to the ho- his homeworld of Hosnian Prime. But Niku protests. The Colossus is their home, and they must help everyone trapped under the control of the First Order. Kaz resolves that with the aid of his father, a senator, they can bring back reinforcements. But first, they must save their friends. So this is kind of, this is a, it's almost a shame that things happen on the timeline that they do. But also at the same time, I think the First Order is pretty clever about their timing. They don't make a move for the Colossus until right before Starkiller Base is ready to fire. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like knowing that all of this has sort of happened within the last few days, maybe within the last week or two, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, they know that this thing's going to be operational, um, pretty damn soon. And, uh, and, and so, you know, like if you're going to make the move, make the move now, because the new Republic's not going to be able to do anything about it. Um, because there won't be a new Republic and, uh, but Mm -hmm. Kaz's plan is a solid plan. And I know Niku kind of says like, oh, yeah, but no, we can't just abandon everybody. And it's like, well, I don't think that Kaz ever intended on abandoning anybody. I think that his priority was getting out and and getting this information to the New Republic so that the New Republic could see what the First Order is up to. And and the resistance would no longer be underground. Now they could actually... Now they can actually do something about it, right? Uh, right? Before it's too late. But obviously, it is too late already. So, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, they said he, he also, also mentions his father uh, is a senator, obviously. He's from Housing Prime, very rich. Did you know? Uh, I don't know that we knew that he was a senate, senator. Did we know that? Yeah, yeah, we, did, I mean, yeah we knew so, that. Yeah. Okay. I, we saw him in the beginning. Um, he showed up, but I don't remember him referred to as a senator. So uh, that was kind of not sort of news to me because I just don't remember it ever being addressed. But it, but in any event, uh, obviously holds quite weight on, uh, on Hosnian Prime. Wow, it's, it's going to come to a head here in a minute here. In the, Aces, uh, in the vacant Aces Lounge, Agent Tierney and Tam chat with First Order Security Bureau agents seemingly are seeming kind and understanding. She presses Tam on Kazuda and Yeager, eventually showing... A hollow, hollow recording of Jarek's confession. Tyranny claims that they're spies and used him, an idea that troubles the mechanic. Meanwhile, Taurus sends Buggles off to find Kaz. So here's here we go. You know, Tam is meeting with Agent Tyranny. Uh, the recording shows Jaeger is talking, he basically taking the blame. Uh, but obviously we all know that's just that's what Jaeger does. He's been mm-hmm. he's been doing this is the second time he's done that, where he pushed Kaz off last week. Now he's taking the blame for this. And Agent Turney does a good job of creating – she does a good job of creating doubt like in Tam. And, and he, yeah. she says they, they used to – they she's saying, you know, they used you. Uh, they didn't trust you. And does does Yeager truly care for you? She goes, man, she's really, really manipulative, Agent Tierney is. And that's what makes her such a – kind of a dangerous character, Mike, is that she's very um, manipulating – uh, especially with Tam and Tam is just man, she's just eating this stuff up. What do you think? Yeah, I uh, yeah, I mean yeah, Tierney's got Tam's number, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she she is absolutely manipulating her in the best way pop possible. I am like I was just cheering 
whenever the two of them were talking because I was like, this is it, this is it, they're going to do it. Um, <laughs> and as yeah. I've been saying, like, this is what I want, this is what I want for for Tam's character because I just think it's so interesting to see the other side and to watch Tam go down the opposite path of Kaz being mm-hmm. um, recruited by the First Order. Um, and, uh, and, and it's going to give us insight into what that looks like when you're record, when you're recruited by the first order. Um, mm-hmm. cause I have a lot of questions about that. Yeah. I just think it's going to be so interesting if, I mean, I'm right now, obviously I'm under the assumption that she is going to join and from what we get at the end, it looks that way, but man, can you imagine, uh, somewhere down the line, you know, Tam and Yeager have, or not Tam and Yeager, Tam and Kaz potentially, or Yeager or whatever, having to having to duel uh or you know some some kind of space battle with these two going at each other it's like oh man this could get this could get interesting with these two so um looking forward to seeing mm-hmm. how, how kind of how that plays out so go ahead mike you want to go yeah uh after our heroes gain access to a control station kaz and cb23 take to the waters looking for a hatch that can lead to the tower but they soon gain the attention of first order scuba troopers who pursue the duo with blasters firing. Kaz desperately tells Niku to open the hatches at his location. Key and CB-23 enter the station with the troopers following close behind. So this is cool because um, this is kind of unique Star Wars action. Yeah. Um, we've only really ever seen this kind of action on the Clone Wars before um, and only in a couple of select episodes. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, seeing this... Uh, seeing the first order operating like this, it's kind of it's kind of cool, um, and obviously new new trooper designs, right? So that's always a good thing. Scuba troopers, scuba troopers. Sc- Whoa! At first, I thought I just I didn't know what they were called. I just kind of wrote down my notes like, oh, dive troopers. This is cool. This yeah. is a new thing. Obviously, uh, there's another uh, three and three quarter inch uh, <laughs> thing. But yeah, no, it, it looks like they're called scuba troopers. But yeah, it, it's always cool to see new new things and. Uh, new characters and this is especially where this thing is now i mean this thing is all the way underwater so makes sense to see that uh with nowhere left to hide kaz and cv23 battle the troopers finally kaz commands niku to pressurize the corridor sending the troopers out of the colossus and far into the castellan oceans elated kaz heads up the tower or heads up toward the tower meanwhile niku spots something interesting in the control room here it is mike a hyperdrive one of the biggest uh, I guess is probably the biggest uh, surprise in this episode, Micah. Yeah. This is something that really surprised you. I know you mentioned it on Twitter. Uh, what are your thoughts on this thing having a hyperdrive? It opens up a lot more possibilities now, right? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Like I said earlier, this is a game changer. Um, uh, yeah. Now I expected, uh, we've talked about this because in the episode with the Rockna, we got that concept art. Um, that showed us, and we got a couple of shots that showed us how big the Colossus is. And Mm -hmm. there are some very intelligent people out there on the internet that actually showed that the Colossus is very similar in design to a space station from an episode of Clone Wars. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe it's, it might be the medical space station from the, um, the droid arc. In season five, really? I think that's what it is. Uh, I I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to look that back, like look it up again and see. But um, 
Yeah, it's very similar in design. Um, and that that I think is is very interesting and telling. And, and I think that that sort of led us to believe a couple of things off the bat. But I certainly never expected it to have a hyperdrive. Um, right. I thought that it was like a space station that had been like crashed onto Castellon. Um, and I didn't expect it to be capable of like taking off. And mm. why reveal that it has a hyperdrive unless we're going to use it? Um, yeah, no. yeah, big clue. Yeah, this thing is going to. This thing is going to. You know, next episode, I'm assuming going to be able to get out, and then it's going to hyperdrive somewhere. And that is going to be one of the questions. Is like we kind of talked about it last week too. I mean, I had mentioned Kaz, not necessarily the whole Colossus, but I thought Kaz and his crew might jump to meet up with the rebels at Dakar. Um, but yeah, I mean this thing could go who knows where tokadana dakar whatever um opens up a whole new realm of possibility so it's really really exciting to see that and can't wait and, and part of this too like just going back a second uh niku when he's you know he's pushing all the buttons and he's trying to get Kaz out of trouble with the scuba troopers it kind of reminded me a little bit of the um the trash compactor scene with 3po and mm-hmm all fuddling around, can't get it right and trying to do things and just a little, maybe a little nod there to the trash compactor scene. So I thought that was kind of cool, a little throwback there, but um, yeah, hyperdrive, Mike, big stuff. Anyway, yeah. uh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Kaz makes his way through the Colossus, but stops when he hears something coming from inside a cargo crate in Flix and Orca's shop. Flix and Orca themselves. They've been hiding there for days, hoping to be shipped to Flix's mother's home and be <laughs> free of the first order. With no weapons to offer Kaz, they return to the crate, seemingly doubtful of, of the boys' chances at freeing the station. Um, I love the moment when when Orca is like, hey, there's room in here for you. I'll just scoot over here. And it's like... I was going to say the same thing. That was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I thought that was the funniest scene right there was him. I got room. Come on in. Yeah. Going to see his... Uh, was it Flix's mom and Telebar? I believe. Yeah. 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 Uh, so they're, uh, I guess... I don't know what's going to happen with them. I mean, hopefully they're going to somehow, I guess if they stay on the ship, they'll be with Kaz and them. So hopefully they'll stick around in that, in that sense. Oh, they definitely uh, will. They're yeah. the best part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully what they're doing is uh, locking him in there. And then yeah, hopefully Kaz gets, gets to take the classes or whatever ends up. They'll still be there and doing their thing. So um, let's see. I'll continue here uh, without warning. Buggles leaps onto Kaz and soon leads him and CB-23 away. As they speed through the corridors, Kaz contacts Niku, who reports a startling discovery. Not only does the station have boosters, it has a hyperdrive, meaning that Colossus is also a ship. Kaz, shocked but thrilled at this news, asks Niku to try and get them in the air. So this is when actually Kaz finds out, totally opens up a world for him. Um, But again, we kind of talked about this thing big time game changer for the Colossus. But uh, um, is this the point too where we get the uh, kind of like the droid fight? I'm trying to remember the, the, the beats in this storyline, but there's the, obviously the droid fight between yeah. three and the first order droid. I think it's a little later on. I but, think it's uh, a little later because it's after okay. they, or it's right before they hook up with Tora. Okay. Or yeah. after. Maybe it's after. It's, I can't uh, remember. After, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's after. So anyway, go ahead, Mike. Where are we now? We're at... Well, Stormtroopers. Wow, uh, while Stormtroopers transfer Yeager, he encounters Tam. 
How could you, she says angrily. You lied to me about Kaz. Yeager, yells, uh, Yeager tells her not to listen to her captors, but it seems of little use, and he's soon thrown into a cell with Doza. Elsewhere, Buggles takes the spies to Tora, who says they can gain entry to the tower through the incinerator ducts. <laughs> as long as the incinerator ducts stay offline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but here's another thing, too. We see Agent Turney, I believe this is where she's walking with Tam, and they walk past Jace Rucklin. And I had to look up who the other person was. It, apparently, yeah. it's Lin Ava. Um, and it's hard to tell, Mike, if they are in custody or are they actually joining the First Order themselves. I know there's a few people online that were debating um, mm. that particular point. Do you have any thoughts on that you, or, uh, as far as where you think those two are going? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's, it's, there's not really enough context in that scene. They don't look happy about their situation. But right. but yeah. at the same time, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not signing up. It just means that they're not happy that they're signing up. Yeah, it almost, I guess if I had a guess, I thought maybe they would be in custody because of the way they were walking in between the stormtroopers with the guns. I thought, well, maybe they're that's more in custody to me than if they were just kind of like Tam. She's just kind of walking freely with uh, with Agent Tierney. Um, so that's kind of where I'm leaning, but I know there was a, f- a few people talking about it, like, Oh, what's going on with those two? Are they joining too? And could Jace be up there fighting against Kaz at some point? But, uh, hmm. but, uh, we'll see. Uh, but before they can leave, a first order droid spots Kaz and his friends, CB 23 leaps into action. The droids shock slam and zap each other. And the clash eventually ends with the first order droid outsmarted and sent plummeting down a shaft. Elsewhere in the Colossus, Agent Tyranny and Tam walk together, and the First Order agents make an offer. Join the First Order, and her dreams of being a pilot can come true. So there it is, Mike. Oh, there's the George fight I was talking about right there. Yeah. Pretty cool fight, and uh, CB-23 kind of blinds the other, if there's a, if you can do that, blind the droid, and not blind, but kind of messes with his uh, vision things, and yeah. he falls shaft but here it is but but tam and talking to with turney and um i just had a vision of uh tam in a in a tie fighter you know and this is what she's always wanted to do mike she's always wanted to be a pilot more more so an ace obviously mm-hmm. uh, here's a chance for her to be like this you know first order pilot which is obviously a probably a really well respected position in in the first order to be a pilot so um I think that's going to... It's better than uh, janitorial, like... Yeah, uh, yeah. or even Finn. just a basic stormtrooper, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or like Finn, like you said, yeah, Finn, <laughs> janitorial. But yeah, it's, this is this is tempting her, man, and she's she's taking the bait. So, um, I don't know, any thoughts before we finish it up? Uh, no, just uh, just that I can't wait to see it. Like you said, like the, the vision of her uh, behind the the yoke of a, of a TIE fighter. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, it's I'm excited by that. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. Uh, cool. On their way to the tower, Kaz, Tam, and CB-23 overhear a stormtrooper say something suspicious. Starkiller base is finally operational. From the shadows, they watch a transmission from a fiery First Order general announcing this as the last day of the Republic. He gives the command to fire, and suddenly, red beams of energy streak through the stars, destroying several systems, including Hosnian Prime. No, Kaz says in anguish. My parents, my home. And that's, that's it. That's the end of the episode. 
that yeah. wraps it up. And we've talked we talked a lot about this moment, so I don't know if I have anything left to say about this in yeah. particular. Just that it was great. Yeah, it's yeah. Here's the thing with this, and and I actually turned on the Force Awakens because I just had a, I just wanted to see if it was actually the exact same, and it is the exact same. Obviously, they pulled the audio from the Force Awakens because I just wanted to see if. There's no way that he came in and redid this thing, did he? And no, it's exactly the same. Even the intonation of some of the words, totally the same. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's obviously a, a major event for Kaz. Um, I don't know if it had, obviously, the emotional impact. I think you kind of talked about this earlier, Mike, about the emotional impact of this, not as great as maybe someone you know from like say princess leia and alderaan but i think it's just because i don't know if they've had the time to really uh you know flesh out not necessarily Kaz, but his relationship with his father if they were able to do that more throughout the series i think it would have had maybe a bigger punch but it definitely lands i mean this definitely lands don't get me wrong um i think they did the best they could with as much as they you know, put put Kaz's father into it. You know, like I, it obviously he would have had a bigger punch. Like I said, if if his father would have been more involved in Kaz, um, but obviously it wasn't. You can't really do that when he's a spy. So, but you're right. It, it's we, we kind of talked about this. Really, obviously, an awesome scene. Seeing, you know, even the stormtroopers on the ship did the same thing as the the stormtroopers that were on the base. They did kind of like the whole hand up in the air fist thing or whatever. You know, yeah. whatever that. You know, so it was really cool to see all that. Um, man, great! It's it's this is where it ends. I I was kind of shocked at it in right there because I was expecting just a little more, but it ends right on that beat of him just like looking, just sunken, like you know, obviously seeing his whole planet. He knows his father's dead. Just that that cut right there was like, whoa! That was a, I was kind of shocked. You know, I, I guess I was so into it that I didn't see that that cut coming in the part two continues later so yeah the same for me i mean like yeah i was i was so into it that yeah. that it cut and it ended and i was like oh oh that's it it's done <laughs> oh, yeah. okay i guess i guess next week <laughs> yeah 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 no so solid again solid this whole second half is pretty solid i wish they would have had the ability to do these two back to back to really this is what this is. This is a two-parter where I think you. It's going to be a lot better to see um, all together. Just let it flow all the way through with this this week wait. It's going to be it's going to be kind of tough waiting for this thing to finish up to see what happens with uh, Kaz and the rest of the crew. But uh, obviously, looking forward to it next Sunday, Mike. We finish it up. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, I guess there's not much left to say, right? I we're going into into the next week. Um, really quick, uh, we do have. Uh, one person on Twitter, uh, Mrs. Hux, uh, at Hux is my husband uh, on Twitter, commented uh, on our, our post, uh, General Hux, heart, 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 heart. So I think we know how uh, Mrs. Hux feels about this. Um, yeah, just happy to see him on screen, I guess. I, I I don't disagree. I think it was really cool to see him on screen. Um I, the one disappointing thing is like I always like to get a little bit extra and it's like, well, we didn't really get anything additional to mm-hmm. that moment other than Kaz's perspective. And yeah, but yeah. that's but that's fine. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Like I thought possibly we'd get another line or two from Hux yeah. continuing 
on that, but it, it does end with the Force Awakens kind of speech there. But um, no, I, I agree with you. That would have been cool to get a little extra. But oh well. We got next week. We'll see what happens. Uh, we do, no, yeah. Two. You want to set it up, Mike? Yeah, mm-hmm. No Escape Part 2. With Niku's help, Kaz comes up with a risky plan to rid the Colossus of the First Order once and for all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering how Sinara is going to play into this because we kind of got that little piece last I think week, was it? Yeah, that was that was last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you, you mentioned it last week. I think it, it will have something to do with the Pirates, um, Sonara, somehow kind of getting involved with this. And um, I don't know if there's anybody else around that can help. So it seems like the only logical uh, thing we can think of is, is yeah. the Pirates coming in to maybe help out a little bit. We'll see. That'd be a big turn. Pirates coming to help Kaz. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. We'll see on, on next week's episode. But that does it for yeah. this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebelspodcast, on Twitter at rebelspodcast, and on Instagram at rebelcells. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt at the Crankster. That's Crankster with a K. Uh, of course, you guys know we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. And if you like what you hear, you can support us in two ways. First, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merchandise. Uh, you know, we got Spaceballs, the coloring book. We got Spaceballs, the flamethrower. We got everything over there. So uh, go check that out. Um, and uh, the other way to support us is by heading to uh, patreon.com slash thunderquack and pitching in with your uh, monthly pledge of support over there. Uh, A dollar gets you the Thunderquack podcast. It gets you access to the Facebook group. And um, I will hint this here for the first time. Uh, If you listen to Quiver or if you're a fan of Arrow and you've heard that the show is ending next season in season eight with 10 episodes, um, Things are going to change at Thunderquack along with that because Quiver is one of our biggest shows. Um, it is our biggest show. Uh, so um, obviously Amanda and I aren't going to go anywhere. Um, we're going to continue with something else. Um, and that's it. We're not quite ready to announce anything just yet. But um, but stay tuned to, uh, to, to obviously this podcast as well as Quiver and, uh, and our social media channels for when we do announce that. Cause I think that people will be very happy about that news when it comes. Um, uh, again, I can't promise anything right now cause it's all still a little bit up in the air. It's really new, uh, news, but, um, but for now, I, uh, you can, uh, you can look forward to, uh, to us coming back next week uh with a new episode to talk about the star wars resistance season finale no escape part two uh thanks and we'll see you guys next week Bye.